welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners. From real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking, together we're Lending Forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. Welcome back to another episode of Lending Forward. I'm your host, Taylor Ellard, and joining us today is our very own Atlantic Bay, Chris Brown, joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, Chris. Tell us a little bit about where you began. How did you get into this business and what has kept you passionate all these years? Yeah, ironically, I kind of fell into the business. I don't know that anyone necessarily goes to college and says, you know, I'm going to be a mortgage banker. I'm going to get into the mortgage business. So got out of college. Honestly, my mom was trying to help me find a job and said, you know, why don't you go to a temp agency and just see if you can get your foot in the door? Followed her instructions, and she's still to this day with the success we've had. She says, remember, your mom's the one that got you into the mortgage business. But uh, <laughs> Mama knows best. Mama knows best. There's a lot of truth to that, actually. Yes, yeah, so it actually started out literally at the very bottom, doing calling, doing verbal verifications, employment, following up on homeowners insurance, flood insurance, things of that nature. Literally sat in a room with 10 other people. We were kind of crammed in. There was a couple of underwriters, closers. There's another young guy by the name of Joe Posta who actually I ran into him. He works for Informative Research now, ironically. But yeah, it was it was an interesting start to the business. Kind of fell in love with the environment and the energy. It's just, you know, fast pace and just good folks to be around. So yeah, fell into it. I've never looked back. Well, and I feel like a lot of times that's kind of how it goes. Like you're either, you never dream of being a mortgage banker, but you could dream of being a manager or have a leadership position. So now that you're in this position that you are with Atlantic Bay, was there any kind of pivotal moment in your career or a person that believed in you that's gotten you where you are today? Oh, yeah. Great question. I was very blessed and very fortunate, kind of going back to that initial job. Homecomings Financial is a wholesale company owned by GMAC back in the day. And obviously, I wasn't doing anything that was too took too much brain capacity, I would just say, right? But I think they saw in me a good work ethic and a good attitude. And a gentleman actually left there to go do another startup and asked that I come along with him and kind of work on the lock desk, secondary desk, working with the mortgage brokers, pricing out loans, kind of working through scenarios. It really helped me cut my teeth on a better understanding around how to structure loan, what goes into pricing. It was just a great foundation. And very fortunate. Rodney Eason took me under my under his wing back then and really taught me the X's and O's and moved me actually into underwriting. I was in underwriting before I was even 25 years old. So really my initial background was more from a operational standpoint. So great mentorship there actually even helped me buy my first home. He acted as my real estate agent, gave me, helped me with his commission to buy my, my furniture and my refrigerator. So I had him and then they really encouraged me to move into the sales side after a couple of years. They just kind of felt like that was probably more my calling just with my skill set and the gentleman by the name of John Adams, who I'm still very close with, really took me under his wing and taught me the sales side and took me out in the field and showed me what it looked like to go call on folks and kind of do that just meet with folks and develop relationships. And I'm so grateful for him. So very early in my career, before I was 25, I had two fellas that just really mentored me, took care of me and just treated me like a little brother. And I'll be forever grateful for that. Wow, that's awesome. So now that you've been in the industry for how many years? Gosh, almost 20 now. I got in in 2002. So yeah, right at 20 years. So for 20 years, you've grown this 
not from underwriting. And I don't, I don't think I knew that about you. So from underwriting and beyond, you've seen it all. You've, you've mentored enough people now at this point. What would you say makes Atlantic Bay and our leadership team so different and unique? That's another great question. Yeah, I think it really goes back to our core values, right? We genuinely care, we have fun, and we inspire growth. And those aren't catchphrases that we just say because they sound good. We, we live them. It's truly what we live and, and do on a daily basis. You know, a lot of organizations sort of have the old pyramid scheme, right? So it's sort of from the bottom up and you're always sort of trying to appeal to whoever's just above you. We inverted that, right? It's more leadership's on the bottom and we're here to serve those above, you know, those that work with us and alongside of us. And we, we think of it that way. It's not that they work for me, we work together. So it's just kind of a shift in mindset. I think over the last five or six years, there's been a shift in culture. And a lot of companies are trying to do this where it's more of that servant leadership mindset. We were doing it before it was a catchphrase and before it was something people were talking about. It's just the type of folks that we attract in our leadership. In fact, we just spent the last couple of days down in Newburgh, North Carolina with my good friend, Nelda Kells, who's a regional manager. And that's the other thing that's really special is the collaboration we have with our other regionals and our other leadership. Although we are always competing and trust me, we are competitive and we, we do want to beat one another, but we also want to help each other and elevate each other. And we came together, my group, her group and Kevin Cook's group came together with some, some leaders we're trying to develop because as a leader, I feel like it, you're not doing your job if you're not trying to replace yourself. The ultimate goal should be I'm trying to elevate those around me so that they can work me out of my job, that that will allow me to move forward and grow in my career. So we spent the last couple of days really talking about what leadership looks like, how it feels, how the communication is, what's your vision, what does success look like to you? It was just a lot of fun. But that's just a, a real life example we did just this this week with us trying to serve and love on those that we want to elevate. And also sort of that collaboration, although, yes, Nelda and I are trying to compete against one another, we still want to support each other and help each other. That's awesome. And I can't say that for every company. So knowing it and actually breathing and living it and trying to empower your folks is so, so important. And I know that they appreciate it. You've got a great team and they all love you. And, you know, you've had a great year of recruiting. When it comes down to building relationships, tell us how you go about doing that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because we, we were talking about that a big part of what we were trying to teach our up, up and coming leaders. Recruiting is a big part, part of what you do as a leader, right? We're, we're very fortunate here that unlike a lot of companies, the leadership has to wear every hat, right? You have to be the recruiter. You have to produce. You have to lead your own, your own team, right? Here, we have a lot of support. So we have a strategic growth department that really helps go out there and start those relationships and make that initial contact for us so that we're not completely focused on that. We, again, and, I, and I'll touch on this, but we really focus more on retention, right? It's kind of a burden hand. So our true focus on our leadership side from a sales management and a regional manager standpoint is more taking care of and nurturing those that we already have. It's also around nurturing the relationships we have internally with our operations. On the recruiting side, the great thing is Dave Dillard or Brandon Kimball or one of the great folks that we have, Lisa Green, that really help us initiate those relationships recruits. Once they hand them over to us, our job is really to form that relationship and, and let them really pull back the curtain and learn what Atlantic Bay is all about. The key for that being impactful is you can't worry about the outcome. As soon as you start worrying about and you get excited that I really want to have this person on my team, you lose your impact with that person. You have to really just focus on the relationship building. Don't put timelines around it. Don't put those constraints on yourself. 
just focus on getting to know the person. Because quite frankly, if you get too caught up in the end outcome, there's a couple of things that can happen. One, you're going to seem salesy. You're going to be too aggressive, which is going to be unattractive, right? Or two, you're going to convince yourself to hire somebody that maybe is not the right fit. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it, but there's a lot of organizations out there right now that are just throwing money at folks and, and are not forming a relationship. And I'll just be candid. That's not something we're ever going to do. Our culture, and this is an overused word, but it really is too important to us. You know, we have such a unique relationship with our operations staff that that's so sacred to us. We want to protect that. And unfortunately, there are some mortgage bankers and loan officers in this industry sometimes that just don't know how to work harmoniously with the team. And that's something that we really want to vet out because we want to take care of that culture because that's really the secret sauce and what makes Atlantic Bay so great. To wrap it up, the number one, don't worry about the outcome. When you're out there recruiting, don't focus on the outcome because it will it takes away your clarity of what the real mission is. The mission is to find like-minded people that are going to fit well within the organization that you're going to be able to retain and that they're going to thrive for a long time. You know, it doesn't do them any good if they're not the right fit for us. And it certainly doesn't do us any good if they're not the right fit for us as well, if we're not the right fit for them. So don't worry about the outcome. I love that. It's okay to break ties or it's okay to say, actually, this isn't the best fit for you because you've built that relationship. You know that person, what their growth looks like, whether or not we can help them. We know we can help them. Sure. You know, but they've got to have that mentality too. And that's the difference. So you can talk to four different people within each organization. And if you're not all on the same team and, you know, working towards the same goal, then it loses its luster. So that's so, so important. And we care so much about the success of our mortgage bankers here at Atlantic Bay that it's just, it'll show through and through. So on that note, what is your uh, favorite mortgage banker success story? Oh gosh, there's so many. I'll share two and there's a ton, but I like to share these just because it really speaks to our process and the support system we have. So if you, if you can imagine if we could bring these two gentlemen along the way we did, someone that has experience and has a book of business, the sky's truly the limit. So we had a couple of fellas here in the Charlotte market about around three, three years ago. I think they're going on their fourth year now that literally had no experience in the industry whatsoever. One gentleman had actually sold boats down at the coast and came to me and wanted to have a job. My response to him was, go get licensed, call me back and we'll see what we can do. Right. Another gentleman was a school teacher, high school basketball teacher, very well connected. Both of these young men are very dynamic, great personality, super hungry. They came to us with some great life experiences already, but honestly, it's a gamble, right? They, they don't know the industry. They did come highly recommended from some other folks within the organization. So that gave them some credibility. Both of these young fellas within three years now, granted, we've been blessed with a healthy market, but they both each closed around 50 million last year in, in total volume with that being around 70 plus percent purchase business. So. Yes, we were in a refi boom, but they weren't they weren't living off of refinances, right? They were out there forming those relationships, executing on the purchase business. And I love to share that story because I just think it speaks to the support that we have around them that I always tell folks, if you can go find the go find the business and we'll help teach you how to find the business as well. You find the business, we'll get them closed and we'll nurture that part with you and we'll help we'll help guide you through that. So the folks that already have a tremendous amount of business, there's a lot of other folks we brought on from other great organizations the last few years that have doubled and tripled their business since they've been here and have been able to do it, quite honestly, without having to hire four and five assistants around. Them. Our structure with our operations team, we have dedicated underwriters, processors, and closers. And what does that mean? That means you work with the same underwriter, the same closer, the same processor on every single transaction 
which again lends its your ability to form relationships. Everything in our industry is around relationships, right? External relationships, internal relationships. And this gives them the ability to nurture that. And it goes back to what you just said a little while ago is we're all pulling in the same direction. Everybody's got the same end goals in mind, right? That is to close as many loans as we can and provide white glove, excellent customer service, not only for our realtors, not only for our borrowers, not only for our builder partners. At the end of the day, our number one customer here at Atlantic Bay is the mortgage banker. And that's what makes us unique. I love that. What was your other story? So we have a young lady that came over from another great institution. In fact, I would say, quite frankly, they're very comparable to us, but there's some very finite differences between us and this other organization. And it really comes down to the support and the structure that we have. And this young lady came over two years ago, was closing around 40 million. Last year, she closed 90 million. Again, majority of that purchase business. Yes, she did take advantage of some of the refinance opportunities, but again, it was around 75% purchase business. So it's not as if she was just cherry picking refinances. She has expanded her sphere within her referral base. You know, and a lot of that she's been able to do through our marketing efforts, through her ability to leverage social media, and really the fact that when she submits a loan, she can all but let let go of the loan and let operations run with it. Now, there's always times when the mortgage banker is going to have to get involved. There's no mortgage utopia, unfortunately. So <laughs> I'll be clear about that. But I would say here at Atlantic Bay, far more than any other institution I've ever worked with, if the loan officer submits a quality loan, they can pretty much let that loan go. And, and they can do it from a number of ways. One, the operation is going to run with it. But two, you're going to have a weekly pipeline phone call with guess who? Your dedicated processor, right? So everybody's on the same page. You're dealing with the same person. Whereas a lot of organizations, unfortunately, you'll have, if you got 20 loans going on, you may have 10 different processors working on the, on the various loans, which just makes it really hard to manage. Yeah, 100%. So my question is this year, and this has been a topic of conversation quite a few times, but this year things are looking a little bit different. We're going to have to get our hands dirty. We're going to have to prospect again. We're going to hear the word no, where often the last couple of years, it's been yes, yes, yes. So, and we don't really love the word no, right? But we certainly have to grow each time that we hear it. So what are some tips that you can provide for us to shifting the narrative? Yeah, it goes back again, and you'll hear me say, it's it's all about relationships, right? Like if you have those deep, strong relationships, as a mortgage banker, you're going to have that strong referral. That referral partner is going to really have your back and And it's going to be a very warm lead, right? I mean, we have two sales in our industry. You obviously have the relationship sale with the realtor, the builder, and then you got the end customer that you got to convert that lead, right? So part of what we're trying to do is get back into educating our mortgage bankers around how to convert the borrower themselves, right? And a lot of that is through education, it's through transparency. We have a lot of tools that they can leverage, such as Zoom. You know, a lot of the mortgage bankers that are having a tremendous amount of success right now will schedule a Zoom call with the borrower and literally go over all the details of the loan. So it's very clear because we believe if you can instill trust and gain the borrower's trust, you're going to convert that deal. And at the end of the day, you know, I have a lot of catchphrases, but doing the right thing is always the right thing, right? So, you know, in my mind, if you're transparent and you're explaining the why behind things, people, adults, just like children, want to know the why. And if you just say, well, just because, or that's how it is, that doesn't make anyone feel very good, right? So I think if we treat people with respect, going back to, you know, mom knows best, you know, my mom always taught me it's not the golden rule, it's the platinum rule, right? So not only do you, you don't really want to treat people how you want to be treated, you want to have empathy 
and make adjustments and treat them how they want to be treated, which takes a lot of listening, right? So we're trying to teach folks to get back into using their listening skills and being adaptive. You have to, you have to be nimble. There's not a one-stop approach. You know, every client's different. Every referral partner's different. And you can't adjust unless you get to know those people. So you got to take the time. One of the things that, that we're really talking about this year is make it personal. Make everything personal, right? Get to know your referral partner. Really get to know them. Care for them. Become their friend. Get to know your clients. You know, it's less about the mortgage. Nobody calls you because they're, yay, I get to get a mortgage, right? They're excited because they're going to get that beautiful home that they're going to have dreams and raise their family in. So folk, we try to focus more on the dreams and the fun part of it and just really getting to know the why behind the transaction to begin with. So I'm going to pull a little bit of advice out of you. So what would you tell someone, what piece of advice would you give to someone who's just breaking into the industry? Just one piece of advice. Courage, right? You have to not be afraid of failure, right? And you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? I mean, rejection is tough. No one likes rejection. It doesn't feel good. But if you're going to be in sales and if you want to come on to the retail side of the mortgage industry, because ours is unique, right? I mean, there's a lot of different models in this business. You have consumer direct models where the the employer's buying leads from the internet, trigger leads, what have you, maybe in a consumer direct model at a bank where you know folks walk into a branch and they call a centralized sales line and the phone rings. In our industry, in our side of the house, you go find the business. It's all about the relationships. Now, it's much more lucrative on our side, but you're going to get paid quite a bit more per transaction because you're driving in the revenue. But with that, it's kind of old school, hand, you know, hand-to-hand sales. It's you got to leverage getting out in front of the public and literally knocking on doors. You got to leverage your friends and family. You know, you got to get on social media. I mean, there's opportunities everywhere, right? And you can't be passive or shy. I mean, even, you know, a lot of folks have children that play soccer or baseball. Bring a cooler of water to your soccer game with Atlantic Bay labels wrapped around it. And now you're the hero. You brought water. It's a soft sell. I mean, that's just an example. There's opportunities everywhere you go to kind of have that soft sell and get your brand out there. You are branding yourself everywhere you go. At the grocery store, dealing with the clerk, you're branding yourself. When you're at church, you're branding yourself. So you need to be mindful of how you interact with folks constantly on a daily basis and tell people what you do. Everybody you encounter for the most part should know you're a mortgage banker and you do home loans because either they themselves need a home loan or looking to buy a home in the future or they know somebody that is. So I would just say courage and putting yourself out there and not being afraid of rejection. I agree. Couldn't agree more. So, all right, flip side of that. So let's take somebody who is maybe toying with the idea of coming over to Atlantic Bay and they're a seasoned banker coming from the bank world, kind of afraid to jump ship. What piece of advice would you tell them? First of all, I'd say, take your time, get to know us, right? I think, you know, it goes back to what we're talking about earlier. We need to make sure it's the right fit, you know, especially if someone already has an established book of business. I think, you know, they need to be careful with that. You know, I do feel like the vast majority of mortgage bankers, we could be there forever, right? But culture is very important to us, respect, all those things. We need to make sure that those things fit, right? So I'd say, take your time. But it goes back to, again, the unique difference between us is the mortgage banker is our number one customer. And people always ask me a lot of times when I'm doing recruiting meetings, you know, they'll say, well, what's your niche, right? Well, we have a full breadth of products. We, We have multiple jumbo offerings. We have renovation loans. We have construction of perm loans. We have the latest and greatest point of sale system. We have one of the best CRMs that are in the industry. We're continuing to invest in the technology piece 
right? And that's a big part of it. You know, this has kind of turned into a fintech business. We want to be digital, 100% digital from a mobile device within the next two years. So what does that mean? I want you to be able to take a full application. I want you to be able to pull credit. I want you to be able to manage your business. We're pretty much already there. I mean, we our point of sale system, you can run DU, you can run LP, you can price loan, you can send a pre-qualification from it. We have our report, our reporting system through Power BI where you can get real life data immediately from your phone, right? We have SharePoint where you can go and look up guidelines while you're out on the road, all of that. Extremely important. I don't want to take away from that. To me, that's all icing on the cake, right? None of that matters if you can't close on the loans and close on time, right? At the end of the day, when a realtor or a builder hands over their lead to us, they're handing over their paycheck. They are entrusting us with their reputation and their paycheck. And the number one way to get more business is to execute on the business you have coming in the door. The number one way to lose future business or lose trust is to goof up on that. So what we do better here than anything is write the loans and close them on time. That closing date matters. And I've I've worked at other institutions, unfortunately, that it was a, well, we'll we'll get there if we can. If we have to ask the bar to move the closing date out, it's no big deal, right? Well, it is a big deal. This is, I just purchased a home again a couple of months ago and I do this for, I've done it for 20 years, right? And it's stressful and there's a lot of moving parts to go alongside of that. So I think for a mortgage banker thinking about coming to Atlantic Bay is we understand that. We have the empathy of the borrower. We understand what they're going through. But at the end of the day, we're going to thank you for your business. Your underwriter is going to thank you for your business and they're going to ask for more. And I just think that's a very unique proposition versus what most organizations out there offer to their mortgage bankers. And what was that one thing that Chrissy Brown says? And she says it, it it's just so perfect that we look at every, every loan, every file, like a snowflake, and they're all unique. And we're all working towards that family and getting them into their home and closing on the right date and doing all that we can on our end on the support side to make sure that our mortgage banker is empowered and is able to do so. So that's so unique. No, it's so well said. And uh, we love Chrissy. I mean, Chrissy Brown's the head of our operations department and she is just, she's just such a breath of fresh air and she just really gets it. And that's part of why it works so well. Because here again, we're a mortgage company ran by mortgage bankers. Chrissy was an originator at one point, right? So most of us, if you talk to a lot of the leadership here, we've kind of done a little bit of all of it through the years. So we kind of get it. And that's where that empathy comes into play. But we take very complex situations and we break them down to a very simple methodology. You know, for example, we ask ourselves two questions on every loan. And again, if you talk to anybody within the Atlantic Bay organization, they can tell you this. Can we sell the loan on the secondary market? And can the borrower repay it, right? So if we can say yes to both of those questions, we're going to figure out a way to do that loan, right? So we got to be able to package up a loan that we can sell and we need to know that the borrower's got the ability to repay. Now, there's a lot that goes into that to answer those two questions, right? But again, that's just not catchphrases. You know, I speak on a daily basis with underwriting management. There's things that happen. It's not a matter of if something's going to happen, it's when. If you're in the mortgage business, things happen every single day. And as we're working through loans, we literally have, well, I, yeah, I think they're going to be able to pay it back. Let, let me let me call Fannie real quick and just make sure this is kind of, because Fannie and Freddie, let's face it, Jenny too, they, they leave a lot of gray out there on purpose, right? So sometimes you do have to be able to make common sense decisions. And that's really sort of where we shine. Christy's philosophy to her underwriting team is if you can defend it, do it, right? And here again, that's very unique. We're not looking for reasons to turn down loans. 
We're looking for ways to help that customer get into the home. If we can answer the number one question, can they pay it back? If we don't feel like they got the capacity or the desire to pay it back, well, then we're done. We're not even worried about the selling part of it, right? Like, But that's just a very common sense approach to a very complicated situation. Yep, 100%. And that's the foundation too. And the fact that you mentioned it too, our leadership team, it trickles down. You know, they've already had their hands dirty, they, they're, but they're not afraid to pull up their sleeves and jump in at any moment either. And that's just so awesome. I love it. All right. My last question, you know, I'm going to ask it. You kind of touched on the digital side of things, but how are you lending forward in 2022 as a leader, as a friend, as a father of twin girls? What is 2022 going to look like for you? I'm really excited about 2022. It's definitely, it's, we're, we're in a shifting marketplace. I feel like it's uh, going back to what I would consider more of a traditional market. We just came out of sort of a refi boom and that'll come around. But with that, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity to re-educate some of our younger mortgage bankers to, to around a lot of things we're talking about, how to get out and prospect and do, and that excites me because that's, that's the fun part of the business, right? Like get back out, form those relationships. I think most of our, our team, our salespeople, they're, they enjoy being around folks who so get out and form those relationships. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about re-energizing our seasoned folks, right? You know, let's face it. We've been in COVID. People have been sitting at home a lot in their pajamas, which is which is good. But I think people are ready to break out and get back out. So for me, it's and we've already done it a lot over the last few months. It's getting back out. It's visiting with the team. It's going out and doing events together. It's getting out of the house again, right? And just getting back and being social and feeling normal again. So I'm, I'm most excited about that piece of it. You know, I'm also excited about the fact we are investing a lot in technology. And, you know, I think for us to continue to grow and have scalability, also to drive down the cost of manufacture alone, it's a big focus for us, right? We, we want to be as efficient as we can. Inflation is not just at the gas pump, right? It's not just at the grocery store. It impacts everything. So, you know, we've got to be very forward thinking around how can we leverage different technologies and different tools to help drive down that cost of manufacture alone? Because you know, the last thing we want to do is overhire and then lay people off. That's just completely against our culture. We kind of refuse to do it. So we're always looking for ways that we can retain our talent, continue to grow the business, do it in an efficient way so we can have competitive pricing, competitive product offerings, and be a profitable company. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be a profitable company so that we can be here another 25 years. And again, we've been here for over 25 years. Brian Holland has navigated some tough waters, and that gives me a lot of security and a lot of confidence when we do go through some of these transitionals. But we've been here before. You know, that's one thing I'm trying to tell my team. Like, you know, this isn't new. Rates have gone up before. Rates come down. There's been inflation before. People always need to buy homes. If you have the foundation with those strong relationships and you're good at what you do, everything works itself out. I love it. Very, very well said. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Chris Brown. And we will look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate you so much and all you're doing for us and just uh, looking forward to an awesome 2022. Me too. Thanks again. See you soon. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in lending forward. So go lend something forward today.